0: From Yellow Petticoat Studios in Atlanta, Georgia. This is Momish Radio with Bunny and Jen. An authentic look at life, work, and the absurdities of motherhood. Let's let's do it! it. (laughs) I was reading this article, and we posted it recently on Facebook, about emotional intelligence and Mm. how marriages where the husbands have some emotional intelligence are more likely to be successful and less likely to end in divorce. I agree with that. I have an emotionally well, intelligent, intelligent husband. You have an
1: emotionally intelligent man? I do. Oh, nice. He's really emotionally intelligent. Well oh,
0: good for you, Jen. I think so. OK. Yeah, what about yours? Well, I don't know. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not decided. I'm not decided yet. No, you know, we have grown. It has grown a lot. His emotional intelligence has grown a lot in the duration of our marriage. We've been married for ten years, and so I think Aww. you start. Yeah, so yeah, that's sweet. So I think you start out in a marriage, especially if that's not. Well, let's let's just talk about how the you know the difference between the way that boys and girls are raised, and how how women just instinctly or naturally. A lot of times are more in touch with their feelings, mm-hmm. and boys or men are not necessarily encouraged to to do the same. Mm-hmm. And so I think, you know, in the beginning of a marriage is a time to get to know each other and to take away the—step away from me and to move towards, you know, doing things for we right. or, or us. us. And so I said all that to say I think it has grown a lot, you know, in the— extent of our relationship. So I'll give them that. I'll give them that. I'll I'll, I'll give them some emotional intelligence. And so, yeah, it certainly makes for a happier relationship when you know that someone, okay, so emotional intelligence is, I have a definition, men that allow their yeah, men that allow their wives to influence them, to influence their uh, decisions or to influence the way that they are thinking about something. Mm-hmm. Um, it gave an example of this this relationship where a man and a woman, the guy was getting ready to go off on a... Um, boys trip. Mm-hmm. And she was going to have her girlfriends over for the weekend while he was away. And there was just a lot of things that tidying and things that needed to be done around the house, but he was going to leave that night. And so she was like, well, could you stay a little bit longer to help out with things around the house? And so an emotionally intelligent man might say, hey, I'll I'll do that for you. And how good does that feel to say, you know, I'm going to to stick around to help you because I know that that would make things less stressful for you and think less about himself and the fact that he wants to to leave with his friends and more about the relationship and just... Oh, I love that. That is emotionally intelligent. Like he said, hey, I'm going to put the dishes in the dishwasher for help. you. I'm going to put the dishes in the dishwasher. Oh, yeah. Or just let's come up with a plan so that I can help you a little bit before I scooch off because it, it matters to me. You know, I certainly don't. I want you to enjoy your weekend as Absolutely. well. Absolutely. And so, you know, a lot of times I think that's, that may not be the case, which, mm-hmm. you know, it's some men can be so afraid, I guess, to lose power. Mm-hmm. So takes power in, in the relationship um, that they, you know, don't feel the need to or may just turn on the football game instead of, you know, turning around, turning off the TV and showing that I'm paying attention to what to what's happening right now. Yeah. And, you know, also or to that point, men who accept influence from their wives or, you know, that are not afraid of their feelings, it makes them a better father Hmm. as well because because they embrace their feelings because they're able
1: to communicate with their children and they are able to empathize with their feelings and connect with them in a much
0: deeper richer way (laughs) (laughs) yeah no seriously that just all goes back to the fear of losing losing power and but are you you losing power like to me my power over what? right? But also power
1: it's like you're gaining power. You're gaining this additional sort of love and affection and support, support. And, commitment, and it's like, and yeah, also- and
0: loyalty, like, hey, you're gaining. More power you are because if you right because if you if I know that you're thinking of me and that you're accepting me and my needs and respecting me and honoring what's important to me, then certainly I'll be giving the same back to you. Absolutely, and that can only make for and build a stronger, longer-lasting relationship. Relationship for sure, right? No,
1: I think so. I mean, I think there is something to be said about a husband that is emotionally intelligent. I think that they. I mean, just based on my experience, I think that just the ability to read things that are said and also unsaid, right, right? and helping to, like, maybe in that moment, something might be bothering me, and I'm not saying it, but he is emotionally intelligent enough to notice my, you know, body language and also my facial responses, that he knows, right? Hey, you know what? Maybe this should wait, or maybe we should talk about this now, or whatever the case may be. So, and and, and
0: it, vice versa. I mean, I think it's also picking up on there. It goes. It goes both ways. Yes. And so, you know, when you have that uh, common understanding and and respect, it only, you know, enhances your your ability to feel like when you're having a great day or you're having a bad day or you're stressed or you're excited that you have that person that to to come to and have those conversations mm-hmm. and and feel excited about doing that because you know that you're coming to someone who cares for you and respects you and understands and ex- is as excited for you. Right. Um, so... I agree. So here's to emotionally
1: intelligent husbands. So how do we... How do we encourage? How do we encourage that? Well, I think being responsive and grateful and expressing our appreciation for the things that they do that demonstrate that they're showing emotional intelligence is a way to encourage that.
0: Do you have the conversation in those terms or talk about it? Um, talk about it in that way, like have have a conversation about emotionally inte- emotional intelligence and what that means and what that could mean for your relationship. And both make a commitment to say, you know, that has some merit to it. Let's 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 try to think about some of those principles, incorporate and incorporate those things in our marriage because we love each other and we want to to be together. That's right. In the last episode, we talked a little bit about how
1: we visit with our therapists And I recall a conversation about um, being sure to express what your need is. Like that was something that I don't do because I know that I could probably do it myself and have in my mind somehow that, okay, I have to figure out how to do it myself, which doesn't leave a window for my husband to hop in and say, hey, you know, can I do this? Because, you know, there's sort of this. Assumption that, oh, you know what, she'll probably do this herself. The takeaway from that was to express a need, right? So sometimes maybe what we, a way to encourage it is also to say, here's what will be really helpful for me, or here's what I need, and actually saying what I need. If you think about it, the kids ask for the things that they need. Our husbands ask for the things that they need. And in all honesty, I don't know that I'm always saying, Right. I need a snack.
0: Well, you right, you just I don't I need a banana. Well, you don't assume. I need an apple cut for right. me. So, but <laughs> can I go down the list of my needs? <laughs> yes, 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 I. <laughs> okay, sorry. <laughs> so, but with that in mind, I opens the it opens the it opens the door for connection and for just creating a an environment where you know that that person is Willing and able, and even eager to help you with, mm-hmm. with the things that you need, and it's like a partnership, exactly, and and certainly lends itself and contributes to a, a stronger bond and a stronger relationship. And mm-hmm. then and then to for the children to to witness that and mm-hmm. to see you helping each other in that way teaches them to help each other in that That's way. That's right. Teaches them to help their parents in that way. Yes and creates emotionally intelligent children. Yeah. Oh my gosh. Addison had a flag
1: football game. Mm-hmm. And at the end of the game, he wanted to buy a snow cone. And he knows that I, I joke with the kids that I would eat myself um, through a bucket of Skinny Pop popcorn because I just love it so much. It is right? So he walked over to the concession stand, and he stood in line, and he asked for a snow cone. And then he came back over with a bag of skinny pop popcorn. Oh,
0: so sweet. That he gave to me. Yeah, yeah, he's listening. No, but I just He wants to help mommy. Emotionally intelligent children. That's, look look so at you. Sweet. Look what you did. <laughs> You're listening to Momish, redefining life, work, and the absurdities of motherhood. Yes, we are. <laughs> <laughs> with something I was hoping that you could impart your wisdom on me because you have an older young man and maybe this situation doesn't apply to, to you but it seems to be the consensus so <clears throat> my I had to clear my throat oh this is gonna be good it's really not its, it's I love my little boy so much. He is such a smart and talented and just charismatic little kid. But he has been the bane of my existence these last two weeks as the weather is getting cooler. Mm -hmm. And he is insisting that he wear shorts every day, no matter what the temperature is. And you don't seem moved at all. No? Okay. Mm -mm. And... There's a couple of problems I have with that. Number one is too cold for shorts. Number two, they're very specific types of shorts. Nylon kind of, we call them basketball shorts Mm -hmm. every day. I mean, just screaming match. I want to wear, he calls them tiny pants. And I don't, (laughs) I want to wear my tiny pants. And I don't correct him because I just think it's so cute. That is cute. And he won't say that forever. So, I want to wear my tiny pants, Mommy, please. And so, you know, I also think they're hideous. And so not any of the cute little khaki shorts and, you know, button-up shirts with, you know, roll-up-the-sleeves. You know, like Dad. So handsome in these, you know, these curated <laughs> these curated little outfits that I put together for him to look spiffy when he goes to school every day he is not having any of that so the consensus is of course as the teachers see me almost in tears in the hallway at school is that just let him wear what he wants to wear My so okay what do you have to say <laughs> why are you why are you looking at me like that you have something to say Well, let me finish because this is the, this is the real thing. This is the real thing. Okay. I might even let go of my pipe dream of having this well-dressed little boy for school. I can give, I can give that up because I still have my daughter and she likes to look cute and pretty. And so, you know, I'll just hold on to that. But the other thing is, I just, I don't want him to get sick. Of course. Right? Yeah. That's the main thing. Yeah. Which he really has, he could care less. Right. He's like, I don't care, mommy. It's cold outside, and I don't care because I don't feel cold. And. He has asthma, and so his colds turn into something altogether different. And so then I just foresee, you know, a night in the ER or an evening, you know, sleeping on the floor in his room with nebulizer treatments throughout the night. You know, if he catches a cold, even though people say, oh, you don't catch a cold from being cold, I just refuse to believe that because I know if I'm chilly, then I start sneezing, and then I have a stuffy nose, and then I have a cold. So there's nothing that you can say to me. To make you think otherwise. To make me think otherwise. Okay. Okay. But at the end of the day, you know, I have to be the parent and I have to make the decisions that is going to be best. Mm -hmm. Right. I have to put his health first right and I do feel badly because there's so many things he just gets so excited when he gets to wear his tiny pants I mean his face lights up and he's just like do I have soccer today do I have basketball today can I wear my tiny pants yes and I mean that's the biggest smile on his face and there's so many things that he doesn't have control over in his little life so I would I'd love to be able to you know give this to him or not take that small bit of power that he has over his own little life from him. But at the same time, I'm just really at the end of my rope on this thing. And it's every single day. What am I going to do? (laughs) So what what did you do? What does your son, did he go through a phase like this? So he did. Okay. He did. And,
1: you know, it's just letting them have their their sort of freedom, but what I did <laughs> I just made sure the top was nice and warm. So, you know, got like the really puffy, you know, coat at the top. So really the chest part is the most important part to be warm anyway. I mean you want their what upper body right. to stay I think I personally would prefer that his upper body, his neck be nice and warm. But, you know, and also it's a face. So he's he may When he realizes that it is so cold, he's going to come to you and say, okay, enough of the tiny pants. I want my jeans.
0: Well, that's what people say, or that's the advice from the teachers. Generally speaking, it's, you know, they're going to, if they're cold, they'll want to put more clothes on. Mm -hmm. So just let him have that. Yeah. Just let him have it and just
1: make sure he has on a t-shirt underneath his shirt,
0: a scarf, some earmuffs, and he's good. Some gloves. Yeah. A face mask. Yes. (laughs) And I a, look, I don't. I mean, he's a very. I mean, nothing is stronger than the will of a four-year-old. And you want to hold on to that. Just hold it. I do. I don't want to break his little spirit. He yeah. gets so excited, and yeah. he's so so let happy. Him keep his Tiny pants, bunny. Tiny pants. Tiny <laughs> pants. Okay, that was for you, Avery. If you're listening, I know. One time. Thanks, Miss Jen.
1: You're listening to Momish Radio. Hey, send us a
0: note and we may feature it on an upcoming episode. Share your thoughts, questions, or absurdities. You can contact us at momishradio.com. Okay. Okay. So, but the other thing is... What's the other thing? Well, I wanted to talk about ways, you know, now that we're entering into... um, colder seasons Mm -hmm. you know are there some other ways or tactics that you keep the germs at bay the colds at bay and keep the kids healthy during the colder seasons and so you mentioned something that I've all my parents taught taught me as a as a child and even as a grown person my mom calls and says I hope you're I hope you have on a t-shirt today oh you know I hope t-shirt
1: on on underneath whatever shirt you're wearing
0: yes oh yeah and so uh, it's just as a grown person you know mm-hmm. you have to keep your keep your chest covered mm-hmm. and that keeps the cold out mm-hmm. and right. is, there,
1: is there I don't know if there is merit I mean not merit scientific. is there scientific like evidence that that is I mean I certainly feel warmer and it's more of habit that I do that because
0: definitely even if it's cold outside and I have on something where my legs are showing if I have a scarf on and my Kind of this part mm-hmm. underneath around my neck and the top part of my chest is covered. I feel warmer. Yeah, no, I agree um, with like that. Like all, totally. I feel warmer as a whole, like yes. in general. Um, so that's one thing. Yeah, and I think that's helped us during the colder months. I mean, my mom is like from from October from no from Labor Day. Cause it's still hot in September. From Labor Day to Easter, mm. we have to keep those t-shirts on. Mm-hmm. And so I do, I notice a lot of kids don't have on T-shirts under their,
1: under their clothes, under their
0: clothes during those times. But that's probably because they don't want to. And that's just not a battle. Right. That parents want to fight. Yeah. But certainly don't. (sighs) Yeah, it's funny. I was raised with that same,
1: same philosophy. We do now. Have you done? They, well, every place calls them something different, but they're called Grand Slams at this place called Arden's Garden. Okay. And so... You give a, them to the kids? We do. Okay. So it's a combination of wheatgrass, ginger, lemon juice, and a cranberry juice. And they think it's kind of fun because you get them in these cute little, like... i see. Little jars, and you have to drink them all at once, not all together. At like once, a little, but like like each, a little and, shot. Yeah, like a little shot. Mm-hmm. And they they drink them, and that seems to like really help ward off the germs. It wards off the germs. Honestly, you know, gives you a boost of energy.
0: Oh yeah. Hmm. Yeah. Okay. I've I have done that before, just on a not on a regular basis, but if I start to feel myself feeling a little sick or. Um, Fatigued, mm-hmm. I'll do a wheatgrass. Yeah, shot. But that's that might be something fun to do as a family with the
1: with the and kids strong on
0: a regular basis. But they're good. Listen, and they're like, good for you. I I may be able to get the older child to do that, but this young child is, has five things that he will eat. What is that? I'm not saying that. Really, rice, <laughs> he wants... rice, 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 and rice, 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 bacon. <laughs> <laughs> and rice. And rice. <laughs> so, yeah, mm. there's no chance. If he doesn't like something, he'll just say, Mommy, I'm allergic to that. He's just a, he's allergic to pizza? What kind of child is allergic to pizza?
1: What do you mean he's allergic to pizza? He's
0: not. That's what he says because oh. he doesn't want to eat pizza. I was like, oh, but my gosh, know, that's just, like a vegetable. I know. It has so <laughs> many of the necessary food groups in it. How can you be allergic to pizza? But. His sister was the same way until she turned about five, and then she started to open up her palate to other just normal things that that people and kids like to eat. Gotcha. Well, what else do you guys do? A friend of mine last year told me about this organic. It's kind of a – it's not a cough syrup. It's a – it has elderberry Mm. in it. Mm -hmm. And so we were taking that – a few times a week, kind of like the wheatgrass shot, but just um, as a preventative measure. And okay. it has some has some vitamins and other parts to it that helps to boost your immune system. Oh, cool. Elderberry. So, elderberry. Okay. Uh-huh.
1: Well, the obvious. What? Hand washing. Oh, yeah. That's right.
0: Absolutely. <laughs> we wash washing our hands. And I'm a big hand sanitizer mm-hmm. person. Like I keep a big vat pump bottle in the car just in the cup holder so that when the kids get in the car after school the first thing I do is put hand sany on their hands I mean we're still in carpool and I'm putting it in the oh, good. back seat put some hand sandy on and then when we get home we wash our hands as yeah. soon as we walk in the door to and take our shoes off at the door to kind of leave as many of the germs on the outside as we can
1: mm-hmm. Um, I'm with the taking the shoes off.
0: Yes, I think that helps. Yeah, I agree. So we have the what we have a basket right by the back door that we come in often, and then we also have a little. No, do you remember that episode? <laughs> <laughs> that always reminds me of. Do you remember that episode of Sex and the City when um, Sarah Jessica Parker went to this baby shower and they asked her to take her Manolo Blahniks off? Oh, And then yes. when she got ready to leave, I they think were gone. They were gone. Yes. <laughs> so <laughs> I always think about that. Let's see, if I had anything else that we do to ward off the germs and keep the colds at bay, because it's just one, it can be one big, long nightmare of a winter if everyone's, like, sniffing and coughing and not going to school. Yes. But then also we don't want, pa- parents are not allowed to get sick, right? So, right. So, because... But do you, you know. find that you actually, I never get sick.
1: I'm always the one... Everybody else can get sick. I never get sick. You mean you literally
0: do not get sick? Okay. Or you're not
1: allowed to get sick? Okay. Okay. So, So to your point, I never feel sick enough that I have to not take care of other people. Oh. So maybe I might be sick, but my cold is like a runny, like temporary runny nose like I just need to blow my nose comparison to
0: well you probably are really sick you're just mentally you know that it's not an option for you to be too sick to take care of other people so true so the willpower just within your mind and body and soul just kind of like I just can't be just can't do it can't do it I get one sick day really a year no, I just mean, like, as, you know, as the person in charge of the oh, house, Yes, I get to take one sick day. And sometimes... Now, I, are you actually sick on that sick day? Sometimes. Okay. And sometimes I'm not. Okay. So, <laughs> but I will... Because the only way I can really get a sick day is if I'm just, like, on my deathbed. Like, I cannot... The only way yeah. that anything else will happen is if I literally cannot lift my head from the pillow. If I can lift my head up then I'm then, then I then you're to, good. Then I have to go to work. Okay. And so and now that's serious. That is serious. And so sometimes if I feel like he has it in his mind that, Oh, I need to spring into action and take care of the house and make sure Bunny's okay today and I start to lift my head, but I see him calling in to work, I'll put my head down. <laughs> And pull the covers over my head. Oh, yes. And start moaning. Oh, God. And then he starts getting the kids ready for school. And then he takes the kids to school. (laughs) Throw the cover over my head and turn on Netflix and take the day off. Yes. But I only get that once a year. Like, literally, I get one sick day. Yeah. So whether I'm sick or not, I just, I take advantage of it. That makes sense. You should. It's like a mental health day. No, you're right. It is a mental health day. Momish Radio is recorded in Yellow Petticoat Studios in Atlanta. Follow us on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter at Momish Radio. Don't forget, new downloads are available every Thursday on SoundCloud and iTunes. Or you can hear the latest episode on our website at momishradio.com.